Auburn football is now ranked number 16 and coming back to Jordan-Hare for a battle against the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Basketball is back and Auburn soccer makes a statement in their battle in the SEC tournament. Hi, Auburn family. Welcome back to another episode of Page 8 brought to you by the Auburn Plainsman. I'm your host, Kristen Carr, and again, very excited to have you all back with us. Um, To start things off, I want to introduce our writer of the week, who is no stranger to our listeners. Dylan Fox is back with us, and he's going to give us a nice little preview of the women's basketball team. He was at their exhibition game last week and wrote a great article on some of those takeaways. Hi, Dylan. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, It's pretty warm out today, which is out, you know, which is weird for November, but, you know, I'm pretty happy about it. Well, yeah, and it's funny with the weather. It's freezing cold. It's in the 40s at, you know, 7 a.m. when I leave, and then it gets, you know, it's up to 70 in the afternoons. Uh, So strange. And, but I think with this fall weather, um, up and downs, roller coasters, Auburn fans are feeling that this week. (laughs) Very much so, yeah. And I want to touch on, um, you know, Auburn basketball is back. Um, Both the men's and women's teams had their respective exhibition games um, last week. And then this week, the men's basketball team has Moorhead State on Tuesday, and then they'll play um, ULM on Friday. And Bruce Pearl has mentioned that that starting group, that unit, uh, isn't really performing well together um, as they're performing well individually. But um, as a whole, they're still figuring out some things, working out some kinks, and It'll be interesting to see the progression of that. And it's also happening a little bit in the women's team. You're seeing some, um, you know, and that's really what I want to focus on today and, and what you're here to talk about. So we have the beginning of the Johnny Harris era. and well, Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. The exhibition game against Miles College. Sure. Uh, that, yeah. It's the beginning of the, the Johnny Harris era. Um, and it's it's it was really interesting to see. I mean, obviously, Miles College is not the level of competition they're going to play all year, but it was definitely interesting to see. You could definitely see a lot of the differences from the Coach Flow era. Yeah, and I think um, it is, you know, it's going to be a rebuilding period like we've talked about, and we'll see if they can be up to the task. But one of the hardest parts about, you know, rebuilding a program that had uh, zero SEC wins last season um, is the fact that you're really working with the people that are already there. Um, and not really people that you've recruited and brought in. And, um, you know, in addition to that challenge, something that you talked about in your article, one big loss was that um, Romy Levy is out now with uh, for the whole season with a torn ACL. Um, and my really first question for you is, you know, if you're Johnny Harris, how do you deal with that kind of a loss? We have to remember, I mean, there were really two or three big name players on the team last year that that did a lot of production. Romy Levy was the third, but still one of the three. Unique Thompson and uh, Honesty Scott Grayson were obviously the first two in terms of scoring. But I think the focus this year with, you know, just just honesty back is that they're going to try to spread the offense around as much as possible. 12 different Tigers scored in that in that scrimmage. 12 different players got a bucket in that game. And that's that's no coincidence. I think that's going to be the goal is is to try to get everybody involved in the offense. Uh, we we saw Kaye White show off some some of her scoring ability, and she's not really known for that. She's there to play defense. More importantly, though, what you're losing with Romy Levy is the height. She's she's six foot two, and because of that, 
what Johnny Harris did was she started four guards, four guards in the game, which I understand this is modern basketball, like to stretch the floor, but still four guards and one forward, just Kaye White out there against the world. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much that's. I don't know if that's going to carry over into the regular season as they face you know tougher and tougher competition, especially in the SEC play when you have people who are six five, you know six four six five at, at the center position. So we'll have to see about that lineup. Yeah, and you know it's interesting you mentioned um, Unique Thompson. I mean she was so solid last season and um, you know made some great records if I remember correctly and. Um, that's a big loss um, to come Huge. into this season and not not have her. So, you know, you who are some people that you think are going to be able to come up and fill those shoes if if possible? I think it's going to be uh, Koulibaly is is one of the names I saw a lot, uh, you know, coming up on the stat sheet uh, last week. She was uh, everywhere in the paint. Uh, I mean, she was uh, grabbing rebounds. She I don't believe she got a double double. Uh, I believe she was second. In, she finished second in scoring uh, in the game, first or second in scoring, and grabbed eight rebounds as well. Uh, it was an absolutely dominant paint performance uh, from the Tigers, and she was a huge part of that. Uh, the other big name I saw was actually a freshman, Marshawn Bostic. She has some of the some of the biggest wheels I've ever seen. Uh, you know, as soon as soon as uh, you know a board was pulled down on on the opposite end. Uh, she was streaking up the court, and the ball was immediately in her hands. And she has uh, uh, incredible wheels uh, getting up the court. She had trouble finishing. Uh, she had trouble, you know, once she got to the paint. But getting there, I don't know if there's anyone better that I've seen recently. Hmm. And I guess it's, you know, it's too early to tell really what the future of this team is going to look like. But um, what are some things that you think Coach Harris might focus on or maybe some goals that she has for this season specifically because you know it takes time um to make some of the improvements that they're going to have to make what do you think is really going to have to happen for them to turn this program around i think what she's looking for right now partially is development of, of players like Kulabali, uh bostic obviously romi is is injured and she you know she don't she won't have the development uh you know that that she could if she was playing but at the same time there are quite a few seasoned players on this team honestly Sat Grayson, Kaye White, Annie Hughes is back of course um, so I think what her goal is is she wants her younger players to learn as much as possible especially you know going up to the SEC season but I know I know deep down Johnny Harris wants to have a winning record in the SEC. I think that's I think that's her goal. Is that achievable? Uh, I'm not I'm not convinced yet. Yeah. I I mean we're we're one scrimmage in, so I mean we'll come back in a few weeks on 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 that hypothesis. But I think that's her goal is is she wants to she wants everyone to you know to play in her system, develop their skills and, uh, you know, get some few wins out of it. Yeah, and I think um, her expectations for this team are high. I mean, she's got, like, sure. she has some some really high aspirations, uh, maybe not for right now, you know, this season, but I know for the future of Auburn women's basketball, she comes from, and we've, we've talked about this before, um, she comes from places like Mississippi State and Texas where it's a really big deal there. And like there are a lot of students that are supportive of it, and it's there are a lot of people at the games, and they have these great programs and winning records, and she wants that here so badly, and I can feel it from 
everything that she's done so far, how badly she wants it. And I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out and if she's able to deliver. And I think, like you said, some SEC wins for her this season are, you know, whether or not they're attainable, that's a good goal to have um, for this team. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, what I said about development, I think it's going to start at her recruiting. Obviously, she didn't get to recruit this this squad. You know, she came in, you know, not too long ago and is, is kind of playing the hand she's dealt. But uh, making some big noise, challenging some of the big dogs in the conference like Mississippi State, that's going to go a long way into getting some big recruits to come here. And, you know, adding someone like Marshawn Bostic this year, if, if she can develop her basketball skill a little bit to match her physical skills, we could be hearing that name a lot more often this year. Yeah, and I just want to um, end with just some general um, impressions, positives, negatives that you saw in the exhibition game and, and what kind of pattern that might lead towards in the season. Well, uh, number one was scoring in the paint. Uh, this is, um, I mean, very surprising for a team that, you know, doesn't have the size that they did last year. No Unique Thompson, no Romy Levy. However, they were able to bully Miles College endlessly. And Miles College, despite being a, you know, small... Uh, you know, liberal arts college uh, that I honestly hadn't really heard of before. They had quite a bit of size in the middle. They had uh, plenty of, uh, you know, plenty of height, plenty of, of, of bulk that, you know, occupied the middle. And what, sh- what they were able to do was, uh, was completely, you know, body. They were grabbing rebounds. They were uh, cleaning uh, both offensively and defensively on the glass. Uh, and they were scoring tough, you know, Tough shots in the paint. Free throws needed a little bit of work. Uh, Kulabali especially. I think she was, she might have been tw- like 12 for 20 or something like that. Yeah, and those are, those are you just got to get those. Yeah, you got to <laughs> get those. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, I mean, if, if they start, if teams start following them, uh, how, you know, that progresses. Uh, defensively, I think they, uh, the score, the scoreboard says that they were doing well. I, Miles College, I don't think could drain anything. Uh, you know, open shots wise, uh, they were not a good shooting team uh, whatsoever. Especially you know compared to you know the SEC teams that this team will, that Auburn will face. So realistically, uh, especially especially on ball, um, Annie Hughes I think struggled defensively a lot. I think Johnny Harris uh, called her over a few times to talk about it uh, during the game. Uh, but we'll be. It'll be interesting to see how the team defense develops, but I think the starters especially have a long way to go before this is, uh, you know, a defensive team that can really uh, stop high-powered offenses in this conference. All right. Well, um, Dylan, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate your insight. Of course. Happy to be here. A disappointing weekend in Aggieland for Auburn is just another turn of the roller coaster that is the life of Auburn fans. So... Larry Robinson joins us again this week to give his perspective on it all. Larry, good to have you back. Thank you guys for having me back so quick. It's definitely a pleasure to be on again. Yeah, and um, okay, so Auburn opens as a 5.5 favorite point favorite against Mississippi State. Um, probably not the prediction that fans were hoping for. I think that everyone was sort of looking at this game in the beginning as sort of a shoe-in, mm-hmm. um, not now, maybe not so much. Um, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really big regrouping week for this team. Um, 
they'll either get back on it and get focused up for this 11 a.m. matchup, which for sure is going to play into how they're going to play because, you know, they could come out a little sloppy, a little slow, a little sleepy, or they're going to take this week after a beatdown in Aggieland, like you said, and really try to hone that offense. I mean, the defense played out of their minds, honestly, uh, against Texas A&M. I just, I'm really proud of that group, uh, especially the linebackers and the defensive line, just because, like, they're getting pressure up on that offensive on te- uh, Texas's offensive line, but that offense, uh, yeah, needs to do a yeah, lot of a needs to do a lot of work <laughs> this week, to say the least. Um, I think if the offense can get going in in the early part of the match on Miss, against Mississippi State, Auburn fans won't have too much to worry about. But if it goes into a second half, ten ten match, then it could be another Auburn game. Yeah, and you miss you mentioned uh, starting early, you know, starting strong, and I think there's a pattern there because when Auburn starts off strong, they usually win. Yeah. Um, and we've seen that this season, I think, more than any other. Um, Auburn is just when when they start off clean, when they start off just solid, clean football, even if they don't score on the opening drive, just starting off clean helps them and. and and you see them them win that game. And I think that's going to have to happen specifically on the offense, like you said. I mean, the defense is playing really well um, right now. I mean, things can always be better. But, yeah. um, I mean, Coach Harson was talking about in his press conference just he was really proud of the way that that defense, you know, gave them opportunities and the offense really wasn't able to capitalize on that. So they're going to have to figure out how to overcome some of that. Um and Mississippi State, despite their number 18 ranking last week, is coming off a tough loss against Arkansas after some really bad special teams moments um, for them. And what do you think their mindset is? If you kind of get in that mindset of Mississippi State coming down here, um, what do you think their mindset is coming into this game? And what kind of challenge do you think that they pose to Auburn? Yeah, Mississippi State's up and down season sure has them a little bit reeling at this point. You know, they thought they would probably do a little bit better against Arkansas next week. But um, against Auburn, honestly, they're just looking to be the spoilers. I mean, we know that Auburn isn't necessarily in the best spot to make the SEC championship or a big bowl game, but um, the Mississippi State-Auburn rivalry is still something that, you know, a lot of fans have in their head, especially, I feel like, Mississippi State fans. So if they just come down here and come into Jern Hare and think that they can be the better team, then... It's going to be an interesting matchup for sure because I think both these teams have had ups and downs and think they could do better, and this is really going to be who wants it more, honestly. Yeah, and it's interesting to note as well, I mean, Auburn's better half is their defense and then Mississippi State's better half is their offense. Um, And you have their quarterback, Will Rogers, um, just such an explosive player. He had 417 yards 417 yards this past week. And so I think the defense will really need to prep well for that. Um, I think they're up to the task. Yeah. But um, really, what I'm really worried about for Auburn is their offense. And, you know, you cannot expect to win consistently when you don't execute consistently. So, um, you know, I want to ask you about that. I want to ask you about the Texas yeah. A&M game. Um, do you feel like Auburn lost that game due to personnel on like the offensive line, or do you think that's a game that Auburn, you know, six six three six throughout the entire matchup? Do you think that's one that they feel like they should have pulled away in the end? Um, you know, I think offensively the struggle cannot be pinned to one person or one area. Um, they had struggles all over the board. 
I don't think you can say, oh, it was Bo Nix's fault. Oh, it was offensive line. Oh, it was just the receivers. You know, you may could have done that in past games. Yeah. Um, and granted, you know, he didn't have, Bo Nix didn't have the best game of his life. But I, you know, something that um, Harson said in his press conference today really hit me. He said, um, the quarterback gets all the credit and all the blame. And or too much of the credit and too much of the blame. And so I think, you know, putting it all on one person or putting it all in one area, it's a team sport. And, you know, something that we've talked about on here before, you know, you just you have to have everybody on board doing all the things for it to execute correctly and for everything to go well. And I think Auburn's just got to learn how to work as a team better um, and not so much individually and think about things in a in a group way rather than an individual way. Um, so that would be my take, my take on that. You touched on it. Um, I don't think it's necessarily on one person or even position group, as you said. Um, but I do want to ask about some com- communication on the offense. Last year, um, you went back two or three games. Um, Seth Williams and Bo Nix had some spitting back and forth. And, you know, it's a competitive game and you want that out of your team. You want them to be passionate about what you have. But... Last week, I saw during a commercial timeout, um, Nix was kind of yelling at um, one of his... Actually, it wasn't even a player. It was a uh, trainer or something, like, supposed to give him play calls. And just, do you feel like that um, the offense could be a little more... Um, could benefit the, or better their communication? Oh, I think you can always better communication. Um, I mean, with Bo Nix particularly, you know, he's a very... It's an emotional sport. Um, You know, emotions are high. um, Energy is high. You're frustrated. You're losing or whatever it is, you know. And I think sometimes maybe that can work against you, um, specifically in the area of communication. But, you know, it's moments, little moments here and there. And everybody has their moments and everybody slips up. But I think for him, you know, it's going to be really important going forward to keep that – calm, cool, collected yeah. place that he's got to find if he's going to execute well. And we see when he's at his best, that's where his mind is. Yeah. So he's got to be able to find that um, in order to live up to all the potential that he has. So, yeah, that's that would be my, my answer to that. I agree. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend. Uh, what are your predictions as we as we end this football Discussion. I am honestly hesitant to put out any predictions. I'm gonna. Oh really? Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna watch this matchup a little further. I'll probably make my pick on Friday or Saturday. But um, all right, everything's just really up in the air. I'm gonna need to see the player interviews tomorrow and see how fired up they are. Um, but we'll just leave it at we'll see. All right, sounds good. And we're gonna be right back, and we're gonna talk about soccer a little bit. Hey, this is Collins Keith, podcast writer for the Plainsman. If you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here at Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. Auburn soccer went to the SEC tournament this past weekend, and Larry, you traveled to that um, down to the beach, um, and then they played South Carolina, won that game 2-1, to one, and then obviously lost that second game in the semifinals against Arkansas 1-5. Uh, and um, what do you think they succeeded at this past weekend in that tournament? I think that they showed that they can compete with the best. South Carolina is almost on par with Arkansas, a lot of uh, talent-wise and just like historically how good they are as a program. 
And um, Auburn went into that matchup with South Carolina and looked really confident. I mean, Auburn's defense showed out, quite simply put. I mean, they were facing an extremely hot South Carolina offense. And while it did fall in the Arkansas game, um, against South Carolina, Auburn just really stepped up. They looked like a really uh, competitive team. They were physical. They weren't letting South Carolina get a lot of like through balls or anything like that, which has been their weakness. Um, they just really looked like a top 10, top 15 team. And I think that's going to show itself in the selection showings or selection day for a NCAA tournament to see who they match up with. But um, Auburn went to the beach. I took a little beach trip in the middle of the week, so it was awesome. But it was just great getting that historical win. First time beating South Carolina since 2012. Uh, you could see wow. it in the players' faces, the coaches' face. It was just really emotional. That's exciting. Yeah, it was It was awesome. Yeah, and um, you mentioned the NCAA tournament. Um, what do you? What are your predictions, I guess, for, for that tournament? And um, at the time that we're recording this, we don't know who they're going to be matched up against. But um, do you think that they're going to be able to last out um, and, and how long and, you know— uh, can they channel some of that success that they had in, against South Carolina into this? I definitely think they can. I think this is a second, third-round team at the least. I mean, if they can't get past that first match, I'll honestly be a little disappointed. Um, but I think they will get a home match for the first game. I'm not quite sure. Like, like she said, that uh, selections will be out by now by the time this is posted. But if Auburn can get a home game, they're really solid on their home field. I think it's 8-2 and two throughout the season. So... Having a home match, if it, if it's against a talented team, will be um, a difference maker. But I'm not sure if this first match will be against, you know, the FSUs and the Arkansas that Auburn's played. So if it's against a regular team, I think Auburn has a good shot of winning their first game. All right. And there you have it. That is going to wrap it up for us today. Um, thank you so much, Larry, for coming on. And we will see you guys back again next week. You've been listening to Page 8 Podcast, brought to you by the Auburn Plainsmen. I'm your host, Kristen Carr, and thank you guys for listening.